The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos, Atlanta Hawks Team Coverage Podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Florida. And your Hawks shocked the NBA world. No one gave them a chance. No one gave them a chance to beat the Miami Heat on the road in tonight's playing game. And lo and behold, the Hawks beat the Miami Heat, pretty much dominated the Miami Heat for large stretches of this game to win. And in the last nine tries, in the last calendar year, the Hawks have faced the Heat nine times, have only beaten them twice before tonight. Only beaten them twice before tonight. So that was a a big, big win. And certainly um, Hawks... (laughs) Fans and Hawks media on Twitter are having a ball and, you know, talking their stuff and rightfully so. Rightfully so. No one gave you a chance to win this game. And last episode, I gave keys to the game. If the Hawks were going to pull off this win of things they had to do. And it's funny. It's like I watch games and no basketball, but out of and I have to count out of like the Eight, seven, eight, or nine keys. Only two of them I missed um, or did not occur tonight. Um, so this episode, we're, we're not going to look ahead to Boston yet. That's going to come with its own set of challenges uh, when the time comes. And we're going to take the time to appreciate what the Hawks did tonight as a team. What they did tonight before looking ahead to a a a tough first round series against a Boston Celtics team who you did not beat all year this year. You're 0-3 against the Boston Celtics this year. But like I said, that's the future. We're going to look at the present right now. And if you did not listen to my episode preview in this game, one shame on you. Um, but two, I'm going to go over some of the things that I s- said needed to take place and then look to see how the Hawks did as far as meeting those standards, as far as how what is the roadmap for the Hawks to pull off the upset in Miami. But if you're under a rock and you didn't realize the plan was today and you support the Hawks, well, one, shame on you because I don't know how you did not know today was the playing game if you're a Hawks fan and you listen to this program. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the Hawks won down in Miami 116-105. As I said, the keys for the game. If you remember, I said yesterday, the magic number for the Hawks Points-wise, if they can score 113, 114, they're going to give themselves a chance to win. Well, your Atlanta Hawks scored 116 points. So they were above the magic number, and ironically, they won the game. 
I also said that a big key because I was on a another podcast earlier and um, you guys will be especially on my feed. I'm going to make sure to put the link up to that video on YouTube, you know, just talking NBA in general. But we talked about the play in and I said that when it comes to playing, your stars have to show up. Like I said, I chose the Bulls to beat the Raptors, and we'll see if I'm correct tomorrow night. But outside of, obviously, great player development, the home court advantage, um, some people who are still the pieces on that championship team in Toronto, the fact that you have stars for the Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan is an advantage. You need stars to get you through the play-in if you're in this situation. And for the Hawks side of things, you have DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Those are your two stars. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about Trey Young. With Obviously, we talked about the Ringer article and the pressure and the questions about will the Hawks trade him this summer or shop him around, which I dispelled on the last episode that from sources closest to the team that I have, the Hawks are not shopping around or plan on trading Trey Young, that is just, um, I don't know where that is coming from. Um, As I said before, I know the Hawks did inquire about his value about four months ago, four or five months ago, uh, but did not like what they heard as far back as how people are valuing Trey Young if he were to be in a package for a trade. But as of right now, the Hawks do not have plans on trading Trey Young. And these are a lot of questions and a lot of things that he had to read and see and answer questions on. And the timing was very peculiar, especially when you have a playing game tonight in your article dragging your name into trade rumors dropped the day before. So that is a very tough thing to deal with when you're trying to focus on a do or die game. And... I commend Trey Young with how he played and handled things on the court. So, you know, a nod to Trey Young there. Um, but certainly, he felt the pressure. He has to win. He knows that he's graded on winning in the mediocre season as far as 500 ball this year is something that's going to go against his resume and something that people who are not Trey Young supporters are going to hang over his head. So this was a big game, and Miami looked like they were sleepwalking in the first quarter. Um, they they took a, a big punch in 36 first quarter points for the Atlanta Hawks. Pretty much did them in, and at one point the Hawks were up by 24 points. So... Punched them in the mouth early, which was what you wanted to see on the road. Hawks playing with energy. The ball was moving around. They were defending. Um, You got contributions off the bench. So it was just a great team win, uh, wire to wire. And even though Miami did try to make things interesting, you know, late third quarter and throughout the fourth quarter, Hawks did what they needed to do to hold them off and not let Miami come back. Um, and not let the Hawks falter in typical Atlanta sports fashion and allow a massive comeback 
especially with them being on the road. So it was a really good team win. But as I go back to my point, your stars have to outperform their stars. I said that last episode. It is imperative that Trey Young and DeJounte Murray outplay Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. And when you look at the numbers tonight, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young combined for 43 points, shot a combined 44% from three, whereas Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo combined for 33 points and shot 35% from the floor. As far as the key to game, your stars outperform their stars. That's a check. The Hawks' two-star players outperform Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. We're going to talk a little bit more about the underwhelming performance from Bam Adebayo and the poor shooting night from Jimmy Butler. Speaking of Jimmy Butler, the other key that I said for tonight's game was that the Hawks were going to have to make it tough defensively on Jimmy Butler. We know Jimmy Butler has the capability to knock down tough shots. If you're the Hawks, you have to contest shots, be physical with him, guarding him, and make shots hard to come by for Jimmy Butler. And if he does get a look, make it as tough of a look as possible. And Jimmy Butler tonight did score 21 points, but he scored 21 points on 19 shots, which is good for 31.5% from the floor. You will take that any day of the week because you know Jimmy Butler likes to get into the paint, shoot the mid-range, get to the hoop. And there's nights where you can see him shooting over 50% from the floor. So to hold Jimmy Butler to under 31.5% from the floor was a huge win in my opinion for the Hawks because playoffs is Jimmy Butler time. He may sit out games or be resting or deal with ailments in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets uh, put some respect on his name. But Buckets were hard to come by tonight, and that's a credit to the Atlanta Hawks defense. Um, and it was just a poor shooting night from from the Miami Heat. So that's a win as far as that key to the game. The next key I said that for the team – as far as guarding the Miami Heat, if you're the Atlanta Hawks defensively, you're going to have to contest shots to make things hard for the entire team. You can't let no one else go off on their team outside of, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero. And then they did get um, Kyle Lowry, who played today. Um, he was doubtful yesterday. He did suit up and he did score 33 points off the bench. Knocked down a barrage of three-pointers as well to try to make things interesting and spur a comeback for the Miami Heat. But as far as as a team, the Hawks held Miami to under 43% from the floor and around 32% from three. Holding Miami to 43% from the floor, that's a win. And the 32% from three, that's below Miami's season average. That's a win as well. So credit to the Hawks defense. And like I said, just a poor shooting night for Miami. But you're going to give credit where credit is due. Hawks had a really good day, good game plan defensively on the Miami Heat. And they were communicating. They played with a lot of energy on the other side of the floor. And they were truly focused on the game plan. So that was really great to see tonight as the Hawks looked like they were playing playoff basketball tonight.
It wasn't pretty offensively at times. It certainly wasn't pretty, but what helps, it was another key that the Hawks had to win the glass. They had to battle on the glass against the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat is not a great rebounding team, but in that same breath, when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to defense and keys to winning, you're going to have to defend in the playoffs and you're going to have to rebound in the playoffs and you're going to have to knock down some some tough shots. So if you're the Atlanta Hawks, like I said, rebounding was a key and your Hawks, <laughs> 63 rebounds tonight. You out rebounded. The Miami Heat 63 to 39, including 21 rebounds from Clint Capella. Just a masterful performance on a glass for Clint Capella. So, if he does not get his flowers tonight, shame on you guys because Clint Capella deserves his flowers. A lot of you guys have ridden him off in favor of Onyeka Kongu, and I don't blame you with how Onyeka Kongu has played this year. But Clint Capella is still an effective player. He still has use on his team. He's still a really good center in his league, defensively rebounding the ball. And he isn't going anywhere anytime soon unless the Hawks just decide to move him. And that's a decision for this offseason. But as far as, and it's clear that, Quinn Snyder is giving Onyeka Kongu his minutes, so certainly he likes what he sees from Onyeka Kongu. Hell, he likes what he sees from Jalen Johnson as they continue to get a lot of tick since Snyder has been at the helm. But certainly, Clint Capella still holds value on this Atlanta Hawks team in the paint and especially on the glass. Um, he also he didn't score a lot of points tonight, four points from him, but he did add two blocks. For Clint Capella. So give Clint Capella his flowers tonight. How he was relentless on the glass. So that's a check for out rebounding the Miami Heat. One big thing that I said that may have gotten missed, and I tweeted it out during the game, especially after um, the first half, first quarter. Um, I said that. And you guys know in playoff games, the bench and role players always come up big at home. And if you're the Hawks, you have to expect that from someone stepping up on their home floor in the playoffs to give the team a lift. And if you're on the road, which the Hawks were in this case, you're going to need your bench to step up to provide a lift. And I said in yesterday's episode... If the bench for the Atlanta Hawks can outscore the Miami Heat by about seven points, at least seven points, I think the Hawks win the game. And if you look at the numbers and you look at the bench, the bench was terrific tonight. Like I said, this bench has a lot of confidence. They believe in themselves and they think that they're the best bench unit in the NBA. And at times they play like it. And certainly tonight they did. They outscored the Miami Heat bench 53 to 37 tonight. 53 to 37. And just for context, 33 of the 37 points for the Miami bench was from Kyle Lowry, who normally is a starter. So if you do not count the 33 points from Kyle Lowry, who came off the bench because he's coming off an injury, the Hawks outscored the Miami bench 53 to 4. 
total domination by the bench. You get 12 points from Onyeka Nkongu, who's been playing extremely well all year. All year. Certainly has taken a step up this year and does command a bigger role in the future for the Atlanta Hawks. But 12 points, four, four blocks, four rebounds, three assists. Great production from him. Um, it's almost what we expect from Onyeka Nkongu. Sadiq Bey, 17 points off the bench. He knocked down three three-pointers and had six rebounds. Six of those 63 rebounds from Sadiq Bey. So that's 10 combined rebounds between Sadiq Bey and Nyeka Nkongu. Bogey off the bench with 14 points. He knocked down two threes and had two steals. Jalen Johnson, who's been, as I said, has been getting a lot more clock, and Quinn Snyder was bullish on in this game. And I think he's going to be pretty bullish on in the Boston Celtics series, too. I can see him being a body that they put on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at times. So it's going to be interesting to see how he's utilized in that series. And uh, we'll see who I can get on and talk about that series um, after tonight. But 10 points from Jalen Johnson, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Everybody who came off the bench scored in double digits for the Atlanta Hawks. That is terrific. 53 combined points from Okongwu, Sadiq Bey, Bogey, and Jalen Johnson. That was the key in the game, in my opinion. The bench was the key in the game. And outside of, obviously, you holding their stars um, to just 33 points, your stars outperforming them, I think the biggest thing, again, was how well the bench played tonight. Um, So, unsung heroes. It was a team effort. Capella Wood is rebounding. The bench showed up. Your stars. Um, So, the, as far as talking over my keys to the game, Hawks have hit a lot of checks. Now, I did get some things wrong. Um, I said that the Hawks need to shoot well from behind the arc to win. The Hawks as a team only shot 24% from three. You shot 24% from three. You allowed the Miami Heat to shoot 32% from three, and you win. Why? Defense. Because you held them to just under 43% from the floor. And you're, if you're the Hawks, you shot just under 47% from the floor. So that's a that's a huge win there for the Hawks. Um, I said that, can we get four three-pointers combined between DeAndre Hunter and John Collins? We got one. <laughs> we got one three between them. Uh, Ten points from Collins. Um, Six points for DeAndre Hunter. Not a great shooting night from him. Two of nine from the floor. Did add six rebounds and two assists. Again, team rebounding. Team rebounding. You hear six from C.D. Bay. You hear six from DeAndre Hunter. You hear four from Okongu. Obviously, you get to 21 from Capella. Uh, Trey Young got his hands dirty. Got eight rebounds. Uh, DeJounte Murray with five. So team rebounding was huge for the Atlanta Hawks. And I said that needed to be a key in order for them to win. So, again, another check check there for out-rebounding the Miami Heat. I said you're going to need Sadiq Bey and Bogey to hit some outside shots for you. And they combined for five three-pointers made. So, even though the Hawks didn't shoot great from the three-point line, you got threes when you needed them. Um, especially early on, they were really hot in the first half from the three-point line um still wasn't a crazy shooting percentage from three but it did the job so out of those like i said we did not get the combined threes from jc and hunter we didn't get the three-point shooting as a team but 
a lot of checks and a lot of things that lead to winning basketball, team rebounding, uh, moving the ball, defense, um, your stars performing. Even though it wasn't a crazy performance from DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, and we're going to dive into their numbers here after this break. But, again, just a Trey Young was a man on a mission tonight. He was a man on a mission tonight, and he looked like he wanted to show out um, with all the rumors uh, swirling around him. And he definitely showed out, and the city of Atlanta is thankful for that because as much as they would love to see the Hawks come home on Friday for a play-in game to get into the playoffs, it's great to you know clean your hands of this tonight so you don't have to worry about it on Friday, and now you can kick back and truly focus on the Boston Celtics. So I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to dive into the rest of the numbers before we wrap this up and look ahead um, to celebrate this win. Obviously, before I come back and talk about this Boston Celtics series a little bit later in the week. So first, a quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you, I'm in several fantasy leagues, and every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary, and I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges? Before any other rank list, I know which one, it's the Brewskis 150. And you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com. And click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, and we are back. Again, Trey Young did his thing tonight. 25 points leading um, all scores. Well, all scores for the Hawks. Uh, he was not the leading scorer in the game. Um, there was definitely Kyle Lowry on the other side of things who outscored him. But for your Atlanta Hawks, the good guys in, in this scenario and, and on this program for sure. Uh, 25 points for Trey Young. He was 8 of 18 from the floor. Was one of eight from three, but you know, you know, three point shooting was going to be tough to come by against this really good defensive team in the Miami Heat. But the, the one of eight is neither here nor there. You get 25 points from Trey Young, you're eight of 18 from the floor, you're eight of nine from the free throw line. So eight of your 25 points comes from the free throw line, which is always a good sign when Trey Young can get there. Trey did have eight rebounds and seven assists tonight. DeJounte Murray, the other half of the dynamic duo of this backcourt here in Atlanta. 18 points on 7 of 16 shooting from him. 
six assists and five rebounds from DeJounte Murray. He did have one block. Um, and I did talk about some of the big keys um, outside of what I said coming into the game and on the previous program. Uh, but like I said, that 36-point first quarter, that was a huge boost. You punched them in the mouth early. Um, the crowd, it was a late-arriving crowd in Miami, and it always is down there in South Beach. But before the fans can really get to their seats and get settled, you're already shooting lights out <laughs> in the first quarter. I mean, you were shooting north of 55% in the first quarter. And the Heat were struggling from the floor. You were contesting shots from Jimmy Butler. And, you know, Bam Adebayo, it was tough for him to get it going in the first quarter. So you set the tone from opening tip-off. You get out to that 36-point first quarter that you had on Miami. And then then you, you get the lead up to 20 points. In the second quarter. And then, yeah, sure, Miami goes on a little run and it cuts it to 15 at the half. But you had a 15-point lead at the half. Now, obviously, second quarter, you know, Miami got their second win. And they came out and battled back and tried to make things interesting. But it was never in doubt that the Hawks had this one in control um, the entire game. And that was a, a credit to... Quinn Snyder getting this team uh, ready. This team looked focused. And even when shots weren't falling early on, the Hawks were playing with pace. They were playing with energy. They were communicating on defense. They were switching effectively. Um, they were running the motions and trying to, you know, get good looks. And they did it with some flair tonight. I mean, you had the behind-the-back pass uh, from Trey Young to Sadiq Bay in the corner for a three, that was a swish. You had some nice blocks. You had some great fast breaks. The Hawks won fast break point sixty four to forty six tonight, uh, which was another key in tonight's game. Uh, Move the ball well, twenty sixteen assist. And when you're looking at the other side of things, like I said, the Hawks did not did not have the leading scorer in the entire game. Um, Tyler Hero outscored Trey Young. He scored 26 points on 12 of 23 shooting. You'll take 26 points on 23 shots any day. He and Tyler Hero was two of nine from three, had six rebounds, and even he got in some foul trouble. So just think if you didn't get into foul trouble and you weren't aggressive on him, how much more damage he could have done. Like I said, Lowry had 33 points off the bench. He was 11 to 16 from the floor, six of nine from three. But the big thing, Bam on a bio, 12 points. He was 5 of 12 from the floor. So 12 points on 12 shots. You'll take that. Nine rebounds, four assists. A subpar day by Bam on a bio standards. And there's going to be some people who say that the Hawks lucked into this. Oh, Miami, they were off. They didn't shoot well. Um, that's why the Hawks won the game. And in this game, sometimes you're going to need a little bit of luck. But like I said, you got to credit how they play defense. And you got to credit the Hawks bench for providing the spark that they did. 
You gotta you gotta credit Trey Young for blocking out the noise and coming in focused, understanding the moment, understanding the narrative around him, and going in on the road against a team that you have not had a lot of success against. Everybody remembers that first round series last year where the the Heat quote unquote broke Trey Young and gentlemen swept you out of the playoffs. I mean the Hawks vividly remember that they won the first matchup against the Heat this year and then lost three straight against them. They remember that. And they hear all the chatter. And then and, and to go down to Miami in a game where nobody around the, the league gave you a chance, everybody was picking Miami. And understandably, you go in there and you shut up the critics for one day, and now you are the seven seed, and instead of playing another game Friday night in Atlanta, you get to prepare for a playoff series against the Boston Celtics, who were in the NBA Finals last year. Like I said, a team that you have not had a lot of success against this year. You're 0-3 against, but playoffs is a new season. It's a new opportunity, and... We'll see how they respond game one. I, I'm i excited to see what they do game one. Like I said, game one is going to be really telling. As you know that, you know, both teams are going to get a chance to prepare. Um, and then in the playoff series, game one is a fill-em-out game. And then from there, you make adjustments as the, season, as the series goes on. I'm not saying that the Hawks have a chance in this series. I mean, I mean, there's theoretically always a chance. I'm not saying that they're going to beat the Boston Celtics. Quinn Snyder has more playoff experience than Joe Mazzula. That's a fact. But he was on his staff last year, as far as up in Boston, that got to the NBA Finals. So certainly they have experience there, but he hasn't had experience leading a team. Um, obviously, the Hawks still have people who were on the team when the Eastern Conference Finals run happened here in Atlanta a couple years ago. And Quinn Snyder has playoff experience. I think that with Quinn Snyder, the Hawks are better equipped for a playoff series than they were under Nate McMillan. It's not a slight against Nate McMillan. I think that's a fact. Um, like, I, like I said on this program, I didn't like the timing of everything as far as firing Nate and bringing on Quinn Snyder. But certainly Quinn Snyder got this team ready to play. I mean, they were 10 and 11 coming into tonight's game under Quinn Snyder in a tenure. Quinn Snyder still doesn't have his coaching staff. Uh, this is probably not all the players on this roster that Quinn Snyder actually wants. And he's going to have a lot of say in player uh, personnel this offseason. But working with what you got, getting this team to buy into the game plan, and then your star player blocking out the noise around his name and his narrative, you go down to Miami, get a win, it's big. It's big. So if you're a Hawks fan, Hawks supporter, you celebrate tonight. You celebrate tomorrow. Definitely enjoy this moment. And if you're the Hawks, you celebrate tonight. Maybe hang out on South Beach for one day. Safely. Safely. But tomorrow certainly is back to work, back into film room, 
and trying to figure out ways that you can attack this Boston Celtics team. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Boston Celtics on the next episode, do a little bit more homework on my part as far as the Boston Celtics as a whole, how they've done this year, and the ways that they can attack the Boston Celtics in that series. But enjoy the win. It was great to be on this program to recap a playing win, just one and done, and you're in. That's a seven seed in the Eastern Conference taking on the defending Eastern Conference champion Boston Celtics. We'll see how they fare. We're going to, like I said, preview that series in an episode later this week. And if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars, give us a good review, and share and tell everybody that the best Hawks podcast is back. And playoff basketball is officially here for the Atlanta Hawks. And if they want to tune in to some good unbiased coverage, Covering your Atlanta Hawks, keeping it real as I always do. Put them onto this program. And they can follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks at Twitter. That's at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. And then follow myself on Twitter at Brad Jared67. That is Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-67. We'll catch you guys next time as we preview this first round matchup between your Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics. Let's go, Hawks, and you guys enjoy this win and the rest of your week.